there's rumors in the Twitter sphere. Kind of on the topic for today. Love a role on the mat. On the mats. Say on the mat tonight. On the mat. Go on the mats. On the mat. On the mat. So glad you could make it out tonight. I, uh, I really appreciate y'all bringing me on the show. Good to go. Oh, yeah! I'm starting to think that Katie might be banned from Twitter. We're still having trouble getting Katie's mic going. Thank you for those of you that have jumped in. We had these issues last week, and hopefully we'll be able to get it fixed. If you're new to Twitter spaces, the text bubble in the right hand, bottom right-hand corner of the screen allows you to text or reply to the space itself. You can ask questions. We'll answer them as we go along. Hopefully we can get Katie online here, here soon. I'm Coach Mark from Zia Martial Arts. We're here in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And the topic for today is jiu-jitsu events. We're a martial arts gym in Las Cruces. We've, we've been hitting a ton of events. We host some events. My co-host Katie, who I would love to get on if we can, visits a ton of events, which is why I really want to have this conversation with her. We love to hear questions. We love to have new people come on. Uh, we do this. This is a weekly show. We talk about martial arts, martial arts related events. And, and again, we'd love to hear from people. Last couple of weeks, we've been having some issues. Uh, let's see. Here we go. I think Elizabeth got her microphone turned on. Oh, yeah, I think it works. Yes, it does. Thank you. And, and I'm, uh, again, I'm sorry you jumped in on a night where we were where we've been having some issues getting my co-host's microphone going. Thank you for, for helping out there. Yeah, no worries at all. Uh, Elizabeth, how did you find out about this uh, this Twitter space? Actually, because we just visited y'all's uh, gym last week. We went to Open Mat. When was it, on Saturday? Oh, yes. You guys are the ones that were in town for the death march. Yes. Boston, Texas, yes, yes, from Austin, Texas. Awesome. Yes. Okay. I'm. Yes, I was there. Um, I do this weekly podcast and... Um, I started it as a you know a project for my students because we have a, a ton of great people at the at the gym to kind of highlight the things that they do outside of jujitsu or even you know uh, in jujitsu. But uh, it kind of just snowballed from there. We've been doing it. This is our second season, so I appreciate you guys. Number one, coming down to visit. Number two, you know, jumping on and checking this out. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I love what you guys are doing. Um, we are actually just heading home from, they have the, at 10th Planet, they have the Thursday Night Jiu-Jitsu here in Austin. Um, yes, So we went yes. to go check that out, and we're actually driving home, and we're like, you know what, we got to, we're like, let's check it out. And so we put it on, and look, here we are. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Well, you know what, it was meant to be because I'm having trouble getting my co-host on. It's awesome that I'm still able to talk to somebody because it was great to see you guys. And I've heard about those 10th Planet Thursday nights, man. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, it's super cool. Lots of awesome people. Um, so what it is, is it's every Thursday at 830, 10th Planet hosts this Thursday awesome. night jujitsu. Um, it's 10th Planet Austin. And uh, they stream it live on YouTube, so you guys can go check it out on YouTube also. But it's kind of, you know, fighters from around here in Austin that want to sign up and kind of showcase their talents. And it's pretty cool. We had a, one of our teammates that fought tonight or had a match tonight. He was a, he's a white belt. 
so that was cool. Um, I've done one. I did it last, was it last week was my first one or a couple weeks ago? I think it was March 9th. That was my very first time doing it. It was kind of like my year anniversary, uh, I guess a jujitsu anniversary to myself. Because <laughs> um, I've- Nice, congratulations. So I was like, you know what, let me try it out. I mean, I've done a couple competitions, but nothing kind of, you know, like this. And so I did it, yeah, March 9th. It was my first time kind of trying it out. And it was a good, good experience. I mean, I didn't win my match, <laughs> but learned a lot. That's always the biggest benefit, I believe, of competing is not necessarily your record, but the experience gained. I think you, you learn a lot in, the, in that very short period of time. Oh, for sure. Definitely. I think I heard someone say, you know, you learn probably, I mean, I don't want to get it wrong, but they said during one match, it's like it could equal up to a couple months of training. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've heard different numbers thrown around and I've tried to maybe calculate myself too. I guess it depends on how hard you train, but I, I do believe, well, I think one thing we have to take into account is that it, it's not just the one day. It's the time leading up to that, the things that you learn, how you, what you learn about your, yourself as a competitor. And then, of course, what culminates on that one day. But I do believe that that, that experience as a whole is worth at least, you know, two to three months of, of training. For sure. I mean, it, the, I think the most frustrating thing about it is, you know, you train hard weeks up to the match and you kind of go in there, you're expecting to win um, and all these things are going through your head. And then when you're in the moment, it's like, man, you can, I mean, even after it, you're like, man, there's so many other things that come up that could have happened. I just the whole learning experience from it. It's a real um, humbling process, I should say. <laughs> It is, yeah. And especially, you know, you, you learn more if you lose or from your losses. I think that's true in any sport. So it's like a, it's not like a competition class, but it's more like an in-house comp night, right? At, at 10th Planet Austin? Yes. Um, yeah, and you, gyms from all around Austin. You can apply. You can go online to ThursdayNightJujitsu.com, right? Or what is it? Yeah, you don't need any kind of affiliation, but you could put your – like what gym you're with um, – and kind of sign up and they give dates available that you can compete and they set it up from there. Is there a fee? No, there's no fee. And it's by belt level or in weight. Belt level and weight is how they kind of go with it. So I did a 135 blue belt match. That is very cool. I mean, I... I remember hearing it because it's it's fairly new, right? How long have they been doing that? Um, I don't know. You know what? Actually, I think was tonight the 50th one that they had? Yeah, today was the 50th match that they had. So fairly wow. new. Yeah, yeah. But even that, if they're running, if that's 50 weeks, I mean, that's a good chunk of time. The scene has just blown up there like crazy. Have you guys been in Austin for long? Oh yeah, we're both from here. <laughs> oh, awesome! So what's so I, I have to ask them, what has it been like to see Austin become like the unofficial jujitsu capital of of the country? Oh man, it's been pretty cool. It has been cool. Like uh, I mean, you go to these Thursday night jujitsu things. Sorry, it's Drew. Uh, you go no, to what's up, Thursday man? It's good to hear from you. 
Yeah, how you doing? Uh, yeah, you go to yeah. these Thursday night jujitsu things, and then I mean, you're you're sitting next to like Nikki Ryan and Nikki Rodriguez and Ben Eddie, Ben Eddie, and all these guys, and you're like, what the heck, man? It's like it's it's a pretty awesome experience. And so are those are guys like that uh, rolling and competing also? Obviously, everybody's ranked by experience, but are are they rolling that night also? Um, I haven't seen more- that for they've Rose. rolled yet. They've been kind coaching, of just coaching, coaching their guys. spectating. Yeah. Coaching oh, okay. So guys, that's yeah. cool because it seems like more of like an amateur, you know, thing. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Very cool. What's the atmosphere like? How many people are we talking? How many people were there tonight? Man, it's happening like oh, close to 100. You think so? That many in that building? Yeah, I think so. Man. It's a big template. I mean, it's their huge, facility is nice. Huge, yeah. I mean, they, they don't... He says a hundred. You think that many? I think so. I would say it's more of a, a YouTube streaming thing. A lot of people, you know, see it on YouTube. As far as being there, I mean, I guess maybe we'll say fifty to a hundred. I'm gonna count next time we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely remember seeing it on their Instagram. I've been following Tenth Planet Austin since I was a white belt. And uh-huh. I've always loved what they put out. And um, now you guys are Carlson Gracie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we train at uh, Machado, Carlos Machado at Vasquez Academy here in Austin. Oh, okay. Car- yes, Carlos Machado. Grace. That's awesome. And the so, yeah, I've been watching 10 Planet Austin for a long time. When I was a white belt, I, you know, I chewed up so much of their of their curriculum because at the time that was really the only stuff out there was really 10th Planet curriculum. Yeah, I love that. I love that they've been doing that. I have um, a friend of mine, training partner, that's out there also training at the Henzo Academy. And, you know, he said it's, it's just been nuts because forever you either had to go to either the West Coast or the East Coast. And that's where all the, you know, good jujitsu was, the big time jujitsu in the country. Mm-hmm. And now it's all kind of falling here at the capital. Love it. I really do. It's, it's closer for us, you know. It's closer. Austin's closer for us here in New Mexico than uh, than it is to go to New York or something like that. And uh, that's kind of, you know, part of the topic for today. We were, uh, we were going to talk about jujitsu events, and they're blowing up. I mean, you're seeing them all over in all different kinds of formats, and it's becoming extremely popular, which is great for people like us who love the sport. Oh, definitely. There's tons of events, and I love just all of the different options that they have available. You know, also for women. So I don't know if you have you. I'm sure you've heard of it of Girls and Geese. Yes, yes. I'm actually gonna go to their. They're having a seminar here or a Cedar Park, which is pretty close here to Austin. Um, the end of April that I'll be going to. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is cool. And uh, is that uh, multiple seminars? Um, I think it's just one. They have multiple. They're going all over doing the seminar, but I just I know that they're having one here in close to Austin at the end of April. Oh wow, my wife is on, and I don't know if that's the same one that she was talking about, but she was also talking about you know an event out there, and and it's really cool, especially for females when it's so hard to find training partners, and for you guys to be able to get together, have seminars that are just for you. I, I love that kind of stuff. Oh, for sure. I think when I was there at open mat, sorry, I live next to a train track. (laughs) (laughs) 
we actually train next to our we're we're right across our, our our school is right by the train tracks so the kids always love it when the train passes by what was i saying the girls and geese seminar oh yeah that's what i was saying so uh i was actually talking to katie and um Itza. okay yes i was talking to them and i was telling them you know how it can be difficult for girls in jujitsu or women in jujitsu because there's a lot of men in the gym and then when we practice and train with the men they're a different size than us and so when we go to competition or against somebody else our size it's a different feel and it can kind of be like oh my gosh I didn't get to train this it's I can actually wrap my arms all fully around this person um and so that's why I wish there were more females to train with yeah and that's I don't think guys really understand you know not many guys understand that problem because size Body proportions makes a huge difference in this game as to how you play it. And to not be able to see that regularly, to not be able to have access to that regularly, a lot of women have to train with the guys and and then modify their comp game when they get on the mat with someone their size. Yeah, and I'm still so new to the game that I guess I'm barely figuring that out. And I feel like this this one last Thursday night jujitsu match that I did, it was my first one to do as a blue belt. And so I always joke with my husband and tell him like, man, when I did my white belt matches, you know, I was successful and I won, but I'm like, maybe because none of us knew what we were doing and we were just going for it. <laughs> and then now I finally go with someone who, you know, has been training, you know, has the skill um, and has that experience with other females too. So it's just all a learning experience. It is, and it's different at every belt. I remember my first competitions at Blue, and, and I was the same way. You know, I had success at White Belt, and then the first few at Blue did not really go my way. It's a uh, oh, Rob just said it's the same for big guys too. So Rob's over there feeling uh, represented for the big guys. It's hard for them to train with smaller people, I guess. Also, <laughs> that makes uh, sense. I guess I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> but no, it, it's it's one of the beauties of the game is that it's you know you could be take you could take the same move, and it's different for different body types, different sizes of people, different personality types, and that's what makes the game so diverse. What's up, Rob? Glad to, glad to have you along, man. Katie, I'm so sorry. Second week in a row that we can't get your mic working. <laughs> Poor Katie. What's up, guys? <laughs> No. Dude, what's up? It's good to hear from you. Good to, yeah, good to hear from you guys too. I was, so I was gonna say, like, um, to Elizabeth was saying, like, yeah, like it's. I feel her pain, kind of. Well, I do feel her pain because being a small girl and having like the big guys or like just guys like bigger than you to try to do things and you can't wrap your legs around them, you can't do this, you can't do that. That I I feel the same because for me, like, I'm the big. I'm probably, I'm probably the biggest guy in the gym next to uh, Keith, and. When I'm training with all you guys, I'm I'm having to learn how to like deal like with your guys' bodies. But then when I train, like when I go compete, like like at uh like at Naga at the Blue Ball Bash, when I had like the a guy who was like ten pounds heavier than me in my height, that was that was a whole lot. Di it's a whole lot different having a three hundred pounder on my chest than <laughs> having you on my chest. So it definitely does go both ways. Um, I'm right. I'm right in the middle. I'm on the short limbed side. So yeah, it's. One of the things, one of the reasons why I love the sports getting so more pop, so much more popular, we're going to have a ton more training partners, a lot more perspective on on the game, 
and it's rapidly changing. The game is is in so much flux right now because so many people are just putting their own spin on everything. It's amazing. Actually, Itza and Professor Spencer had made a trip out to Austin for a Tom DeBlast seminar. And when they came back, that was when we started doing our 10 round Tuesdays, because I think at the time they were doing something similar at 10 P Austin. What are the other kind of scenes like as far as the gyms around Austin? Elizabeth, is there, uh, we know there's a Henzo Gracie. We have a Henzo Gracie one out there. Like I said, my friend trains at that one. It seems like there's so much jujitsu going on in Texas right now. Katie, do we have you? <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry. Finally, we got her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I'm glad your speaker's working. It, it, um, it, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was horrible. Mark, can you hear me? All right. Yes, I Get can hear you. Get the fuck out. Okay. All right. I'm so, frustrated. I'm so frustrated right now. It's literally saying that it's, I'm still a listener. Um, I have no idea what's going on. I guess I must have done something to Elon Musk to like get myself banned or something. I have no idea. So you can hear me right now? Yeah, you're shadow banned Dude, on Twitter. Apparently. It's literally saying I'm still a listener. I'm on my coworker's phone. I have no idea what's going on. Hi. I missed all y'all so much. Love every single one of you, except for Rob. Rob, I love you a little less. But other than that, <laughs> all right. I'm so sorry. Oh, thanks, Katie. Like, this has been such a frustrating oh. turn of events. I cannot express to y'all how irritated I have been. Um, That's funny. It, That's well, it's literally still saying that I'm a listener. And I was, like, sitting here, and then I was, like, muttering to myself. And you must have heard me muttering to myself. <laughs> um... <laughs> But anyway, hi, Elizabeth. It is so good to hear from you. Glad you could hop on this evening. Hey, good to hear from you also. I'm so sorry you got to listen to dead silence for about five minutes while I sat here and oh, was no. sad. <laughs> You're fine. I had a good time. I got to talk everyone's ear off, so I had a wonderful time. Thanks. We <laughs> love that. Um, and uh, speaking of being near Austin... I have a friend who's actually opening up a gym. I don't know if you know Leah by any chance. Um, she's opening up a new gym, a new breed. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but she's going to be right outside of uh, Austin as well. So that's super exciting, like another gym coming in. Definitely. You said right outside of Austin. Do you know like what little town? Right Hold outside? on. Let me, let me tell you. It's not Georgetown, but it's close to Georgetown. I know there's Round like, Rock. Round Rock. Yes. Round Rock. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, great night. Yes. That's like 30 minutes north of where we are, but it's like right, you know, Round Rock, Austin, kind of same thing. Um, cool. Well, you know, whenever your friend opens up her gym, if she has any kind of like grand opening or anything, let us know. We'll go show some support. Oh, she would love that. She is truly wonderful. She's an absolutely amazing female black belt. Um, I wish I could tell you her lineage. I completely forgot, um, but he's a really awesome guy too, and um, she's been super, super duper excited. So I will be sure to give you all that information when I can. Um, it should be opening here. I know they're going to do a grand opening. I think beginning of April is the goal. So here pretty soon, actually, um, or beginning of May, one of the two. Great. I'll be on the lookout for stuff on that. Appreciate y'all. Um, and apologies, I haven't really gotten to listen to a lot of what we were chit-chatting about, but I know we were chit-chatting about um, the new horizons that are coming up with jujitsu events, right, Mark? Popping up all over the place. 
tons of events, promotions. I, I love it. I love seeing all the different stuff coming out. So what do you think of the new EBI Open that's coming soon? That was definitely on my list. EBI is, uh, I was probably more excited about that than anything because uh, Eddie's done a great job of including El Paso uh, in in a lot of his tournaments. And so this is the first EBI Open that's that's held and it's going to be in El Paso. So, you know, super excited about Man, that. Man, I'm excited to see how they transition into having an Open. Um, I think it'd be really cool if they did kind of the same thing that ADCC did where they have opens and then you get a certain amount of points and you get to compete at the highest level at the end of the year. I think that'd be pretty cool. That was one of the first things that crossed my mind too was, you know, hopefully maybe the winners of the open get some kind of path to the invitational, which you've shot some of those invitationals before and Eddie's held some big ones recently here in El Paso. Yes. Awesome for our community, for the jiu-jitsu community in this in this part of, of the country. Rumor has it, well, Birdie told me that there's going to be multiple opens this year. Um, they just haven't announced the other locations yet, so I'm super excited. Um, and yeah, the the EBIs have been really really cool. They actually have the Combat Jiu-Jitsu slash Medusa this weekend, which is going to be really fun. I think it's EBI 22 um, or Combat Jiu-Jitsu 22, I should say. Um, but they're really cool events, and the really nice thing about them is they treat the athletes really well. That's something that you don't see um, as consistently, especially with a lot of different promotions popping up. But that's one thing I really commend Eddie Bravo and Vic uh, Davila for doing is like they treat all of their athletes super duper well. I, I could see that just in the EBIs that we went to, each one got progressively and progressively better as far as the setups and how um, how all the athletes were treated. They had their own section by that last one. John Danaher uh, came to town, which was awesome for us again to see him. Uh, Nikki Rod was here that night, and you were shooting that one. Yes, right? I got to give Nikki Rod a hug, and I was very excited about it. Actually, not only did I get, he asked me if I wanted to, and I was like, Nikki Rod, yes, I do. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, that one was probably one of my favorites. That one, um, Nick Rodriguez ended up beating Kyle Bohm at the very end in order to win. Andre Perfidio ended up getting third. He beat, what is it? He beat the Adult Slayer. Um, and then the Adult Slayer got his purple belt at that event. So it was really, really like a fun and emotional event. Probably one of my favorites I've shot so far. He broke a dude's leg that yeah, night. Yeah, David Varela, bless his heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was nasty. One of the nastiest ones I've ever seen in person. Oh, man. So I got invited to shoot there. He, David, goes and teaches a camp in Columbia, and I got invited to go shoot it in October. Um, and he had told me, like, yeah, I was kind of off the mats for a little while. And I was like, sorry, man, because I think what, the adult Sarah, whose name I'm totally forgetting, um, he was like, what, 15 at the time? Yeah, I just watched a clip with him. Uh, I've been doing some research and I saw him. What's his name? His first name's Pat, I think. Uh, Pat Shingoli. There we go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. he and his Good kid, man. Scary. Scary that kids that young can be that dangerous. So he and his dad are both like really serious competitors and it's super cool. Yep, so events popping up all over the place. EBI Open in El Paso, which is, is that May? Yes. Uh, can you still hear me? Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the EBI Open is going to actually be in, not May. Let's see here. I have all of this written down in my little calendar. Um, it'll be June 17th. 
which is interesting because ADCC is open is doing a bunch of opens in the Southwest this year as well. And so there's actually an ADCC in Houston um, the same day of June 17th. They have one in Denver also, right? ADCC yes. open. And in, oh gosh, I'm so excited. The one in Phoenix is the one that I'm really looking forward to. So the one in Denver is May 13th. And then they have, oh, excuse me. So the ADCC is in Dallas, not Houston. Pardon me. So June 17th will be in Dallas. And then August 5th will be in Phoenix. Um, and then, of course, they have the Chicago on in September and then New Jersey in October. When's the one in Denver? It'll be um, May 13th. Part-time Sweet. photographer, part-time scheduler of all things, all the time. <laughs> I know. You're probably headed to the East Coast, to Jersey, to shoot the trials, yes, right? Tom was super-duper excited, and he was like, I know you're going to do a lot of content shooting for us. And I was like, oh, super cool. So it's nice to have a personal invite to that one. And then I know that they've been really open to – they ADCC has been very, very open to photographers. And so the fact that I'm pretty well-established in – uh, Phoenix is really helpful, and then there's not a lot of uh, Den- there's not a lot of Colorado-based photographers. Um, a lot of jiu-jitsu photographers are actually based out of Texas, so the Dallas one's going to be pretty full, um, and so is the California one. But Denver and Phoenix should be pretty. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited because that'll be a pretty open space for photographers to be in. It's been a lot of fun. I'm excited to see where ACC goes this year, and I'm excited to see how um, the EBI compares to them. There's a lot of people that have been getting into opens, like the open space. There's a cool um, new tournament that's kind of making waves in Arizona called Jiu-Jitsu Battle. And they're doing really well. And so I'm kind of excited to see how this goes and if that's going to be a trend of just a lot of different opens as opposed to invitationals. That's kind of where we got into. We do the we're doing the rumbles and there's other people doing rules formats that are similar. But it's just it's so novel and there's so much interest. I, you know, I think that's where we're going to get it because I mean, Naga, Naga always does well and they're really established, but now it's like every week there's a different promotion. There's a different, you know, um, championship belt or open. Uh, but you know, EBI and ADCC still the, the front runners on a lot of those names. Truly. And I think the cool thing is like, the unique thing about EBI in particular, EBI and ACC, are they are both on UFC Fight Pass. They are the only two jiu-jitsus right now, jiu-jitsu tournaments that I'm aware of, that are on ADCC fight, or, um, UFC Fight Pass. All of the rest of them are on Flow Grappling, but these two are unique in the way that a lot of grapplers have been trying to go to the UFC. It's been a, a pretty common uh, thing that I've been seeing, especially the fighters out of Phoenix. They they want to do some jiu-jitsu tournaments. They want to make a name in jiu-jitsu, and they want to have that serious grappling experience, and then they transfer to MMA. Well, if you have your events on UFC Fight Pass, it's more likely that you're going to have a successful career because you've already been established in that realm, if that makes sense. And I think it's a huge benefit. That was actually a question that was brought up to Mason Fowler when we were in, in Phoenix or Scottsdale about submission underground because they briefly had a contract with fight pass but he had said that the contract ran out so i don't know if you know submission underground is one of those you know promotions that that came and did some cool stuff uh, but it looks like they're on hold for which right is now. interesting i could not speak as to why that is but i did know that sometimes though it just gets expensive that's the one unfortunate thing is like if you're not drawing in enough people to watch it it sometimes is just too expensive to reliably stay in that space. Agreed. And the fact that EBI and ADCC both have 
the fight pass contracts it it makes it you know that that's a huge plus for a competitor like you said trying to make a name for themselves there's been tons of people who are you know carving out paths uh, to make a living out of the sport and it's awesome to see that that's and that's the thing is like i'm really excited to see all of these different um events pop up because on the one hand a lot of athletes a lot of professional athletes have been whining a little bit about oversaturation in the market you have all of these people coming up that have about like 20,000 30,000 followers right and they've made a name in their particular area and so it gets really difficult to rise to the to the top um, but at the same time, I look at it and I see a lot of competition now. And that makes for these events to be pretty entertaining, um, especially because you have a, the next generation of individuals who are very hungry and they now have the opportunity to dominate in their region first, get all that experience and then move up to the upper echelon without having to worry about like losing all these crazy titles a few years in a row before they're good enough to actually win. Yes, I love it. It's great. Because the, the kids, the kids that are coming up now are super talented. You know, there's so many more than you could you could list already that are starting to make names for themselves very early. And like some of the stuff that we're doing here locally, that's going to be very beneficial. I would love to see jujitsu in schools. You know, we're working right now with middle schools and elementary schools to get martial arts into the school systems here. And the more popular it becomes, the more kids, you know, have an interest in the the easier that stuff is going to be absolutely and i think i've had a few discussions with some like upper level athletes and gym owners and the conversation has come up pretty frequently of well i don't want the same thing to happen to karate the same thing to happen to jujitsu as it did to karate and i hear that and i think it's a double-edged sword um i i'm very excited that jujitsu is becoming as popular as it is um but i think what people don't realize um for the background with the karate Karate was very serious. It was a really serious martial art. And then it got popular and it got watered down and commercialized, right? The thing with jiu-jitsu, though, is it's very encouraged that you compete. And while it was encouraged that you compete in karate, too, it's not nearly as, like, of a cultural thing. In jiu-jitsu, most gyms have competitive athletes. And once you have competitors on the mats, what you're teaching is going to show. And so that's my hope with jiu-jitsu is even though I know that it's a, it's a concern that jiu-jitsu is getting so popular, you still, at the end of the day, have that way of knowing like if it's going to be quality instruction or not. I'm I'm very hopeful. I know some people are a little, you know, timid when it comes to the idea of jujitsu becoming as popular as it is. Uh, but I think that because you still have to prove what you're teaching, because your competitors are either going to win or they're going to, you know, like you're going to see that they're not they're not learning quality moves. I, I'm very hopeful for it. Yeah, I there's inevitably going to be that oversaturation and there's going to be a lot of people getting into it. I've had to make my peace with that as a gym owner. When I see martial arts, I had to really work not to judge other people and other people's martial arts and really just push that zeal inwards and make sure I'm scrutinizing myself and my martial arts and doing the best that I can instead of worrying about what this guy's teaching down the road. There's obviously people I believe who should be called out, but I think that's few and far between. The majority of people are out there and they're practicing martial arts and they're helping people improve themselves. And that's what this is all about. When we get into the, you know, my martial art is better than yours. I don't think anybody wins after that discussion. I 100% agree. And I love that. I think people forget that everyone's journey is their own, right? And students are paying customers just like in many other things. And if they don't feel satisfied with the quality of the instruction they're learning, they're free to leave, you know? And I think 
the only time it cracks me up. I guess I'll I'll end I'll get off my soapbox with this, but it cracks me up that so many people are so concerned about jujitsu being oversaturated, right? And they they're so busy being up their neighbors, you know, you know what? But no one wants to speak on a lot of other issues that pop up in jujitsu as well. And I'm like, you can't say that you want the culture to thrive, and you can't say that you want the martial art to thrive if there's all these other issues, and you don't want to speak on that either. For right. me, I I love that that perspective of kind of making sure that what you're doing at your gym is good it's quality and at the end of the day you're teaching another thing that i see is like if you're teaching self-defense you should be teaching good self-defense that's the other thing that's pretty big is like if it's not if you're if you're advertising something but you're not teaching it that's another issue but other than that it's like do your own thing it's going to be successful and your students are either going to be happy or they're not cultivating a culture is more important than anything else in my humble opinion that's true. And the competition is good. The competition allows us or makes us stay on top of our game. That's one of my observations about, you know, just martial arts in our community is that for the longest time, there wasn't a whole lot of martial arts options here. So people had to deal with what was, you know, what was available to them. And some people made a living out of teaching some, you know, maybe less than quality <laughs> martial art because the competition wasn't there. I agree. And I think that at the end of the day, there's a few. <laughs> I don't know if y'all follow McDojo Life, but it's one of my favorite Instagram accounts. And sometimes they post things and I'm like, ah! um, but for the most part, the whole reason that they created it was to demonstrate like there is a bar set for what you should be teaching. And these are the people falling under the bar. And a lot of times I think that once again, it's going to show regardless. Um, but you do, of course, have those people or like beltchecker.com and things like that, where you can actually track people's lineage. That's something I love about jujitsu as well. Is like you usually know where people got their belt from. And if you don't and they can't track their lineage or they can't say, you know, where they got their stuff from, usually it's a good sign of like, hey, maybe I might want to train somewhere else or maybe that's the kind of instruction I want. I don't know. But I, I think there's a few <laughs> safeguards in place, which are really handy, too. I had asked earlier Elizabeth and, and Drew about, you know, what it was like seeing everything explode. And I, I would love to hear a little bit more about, like, how many gyms have popped up in that area over the last few years? Has it has it been an increase, do you guys think? Man, left and right. <laughs> there are gyms <laughs> opening up left and right over here. Um, I mean, as Katie said, one of her friends is opening up one in Round Rock. I've heard of two and Kyle open up within the last six months, um, which Kyle is just maybe, what, five minutes from South Austin, south of Austin. So, so yeah, they're just popping up everywhere. <laughs> you know, I, we're seeing that, not necessarily seeing that here because we're a lot smaller. Well, there's like two million people in Austin, right? And counting <laughs> every day we get like a hundred more people <laughs> we were just talking about it i saw something that the state legislator state legislature was going to legalize gambling and if they do i love new mexico but it's going to be very hard not to move to texas <laughs> that would be that would be really really cool to see because you guys have jiu-jitsu and poker i'm all in like that's <laughs> that's literally all i want to do for the rest of my life and poker what a vibe <laughs> But no, you know, seeing all these gyms popping up, again, it, I think it makes people, you know, pick up their game. I know one of the big things that I've tried to do in this community is not necessarily compete with other gyms, but show a lot of us 
that there's there's a ton of work to be done. There's school systems in desperate need of help. There's kids out there who really need, you know, a helping hand and there's not a lot of resources available. So, you know, I love our community here. There's a lot of gyms that have started to reach out to the school systems and put on free events and, you know, do summer camps and and just do demonstrations at different schools. That's something that we've been really big on the last year or so. I think it's great. I think there's a ton of a ton of progress to be made. I think there's a ton of help that this community can give to the community as a whole. I absolutely agree. I think that the cool thing about this martial art is like it is it's such a huge community and I don't think I've ever been involved with something that is so big on building community. And it's not just a jiu-jitsu community, it's everywhere. It's in schools, it's you know like people volunteering, like gyms volunteering to clean up their city and I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing that explosion as jujitsu explodes in itself. Here, we just wrapped up our kids' camp. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Oh, no. I was just going to speak on something that you had said. You had said something about, you know, all of these people coming in and, you know, you don't try to compete with other people, but, you know, try to keep up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but it's, you know, all of these new people joining, they're making all of us step up. And one thing I noticed here is like our gym here in Austin is also having to kind of step up with all of the big names that have come around. Um, and, you know, we go to a pretty small, you know, academy here in Austin. But, you know, we're kind of we've kind of started that wave of like, man, people wanting to get better, wanting to compete. They're like, hey, man, let's, you know, practice more. Let's get better. So it, all of these people coming in, I agree with you that it is just making us here step our game up. Yeah, I look forward to us getting out there soon. I know Katie's been all over Texas lately, but that's that's the place to go. And I would love to get out there, take some classes, hit some of these events that are going on. Because, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Jiu-Jitsu in Austin is so huge that the, that 10P, the 10P Austin can have a an in-house competition every week. And that's how many people are there hungry, wanting to compete, wanting to get better. That blows my mind. There's definitely a lot of hungry people here and ready. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are at an interesting rank. You guys are at blue belt. So that's where, you know, the hungry white belts are coming at you and the hungry blue belts are hard to deal with. And, and everyone else is just, you know, a, a dilemma. Uh, how, have you, how have you guys uh, enjoyed blue belt? Um, still pretty new. So we both got blue belts November um so right before christmas but it's been nice i feel like something's clicked you know um i'm able to see things a lot more clear and start putting things together so it's been you know i've loved my journey it's been nice but at the same time it's like oh i'm trying to run before i crawl and that's the hardest part of trying to like slow my brain down and actually you know what i mean fully understand it because there's a lot that comes with it it takes a long time. Uh, we've, we're majority blue belts in this conversation. Katie and Rob are both blue belts. My wife's here. She's a blue belt. Scoob and I are holding it down for the purple belts. But this, it, this game is, there's so much to it. That's the thing too, is like, I absolutely agree with that comment of like, man, you get, for me personally, when I got my blue belt, it felt like everyone was just gunning for me immediately. Like I'd go to open mats and stuff and suddenly like, 
people stop taking it easy on me. You know, like as soon as you got a little color on your belt, um, or I would be rolling with white belt guys and it didn't matter like what size they were. It's like, I want to submit the small blue belt female. Cause it's like, I'm like, congratulations dog. Like you want a sticker? Um, but something I noticed is like with the progression of jujitsu, it feels like in order to kind of keep up with being a blue belt, there's so many things that I'm looking at other gyms do and looking at like high level competitors do and i'm like all right if this is what the people at high levels are doing like how can i put this into my game like mark and spencer are always teaching like they're all one thing i love about my gym personally is that the curriculum is always updating um and i I highly respect that because sometimes people get stuck in their ways and they're like this is the way we've been teaching it and we will not change that and i absolutely love the fact that zia will see something cool something new or something better and they'll change and adapt for that. And so um, that's definitely helped with my blue belt journey personally, because sometimes it feels it's like, dang, like these people are doing Hindu latines and shit. And I'm like, I've never, I don't even know what that is. Like, well, what are we doing? Um, and so that's something that I've been very grateful for with my gym is the ability to continue to um, build and build and kind of keep up with the times. I love it. What was that word you said? <laughs> the Hindu, is it Hindu? It's not Hindu latine. Is it the Hindu latine? There's, <laughs> It's a type of guillotine. Oh my gosh! I don't know. It, that that proves how much you, I thought you were making. No, up. no, for thing. sure, it's a real thing. Um, ben <laughs> Eddie does it. It's his thing. Um, maybe it's not Hindu latine. It's something else. It ends with Indine, though. It's a type of guillotine. Um, it works really well for my game. I'll have to show you when we get into the gym. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's one of my things. So I'll I'll definitely have to. I I got to check that one out. But that's it's proof of, you know, how, how the sport is growing. But that is one thing that, that I think helps keep us current is that we we're constantly adapting and changing. There's no like concrete adult curriculum. It flows with the game, you know, and I think that helps a, a lot of the, a lot of us stay up to date. Now I'm like quick Googling to make sure I don't sound like a silly goose. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. It's a rubber guard guillotine. It's called the Hindu latine. I'm right. Okay. I had to make sure the name was yeah. right before someone gets on here and is like, wow, Zia Martial Arts has a blue belt girl who doesn't even know the names of these submissions. So, No, Scoop, Scoop concurs. Uh, it's a uh, Hindu Latina, I, I guess. I, I had no idea. I hadn't heard of it. It's all. a little difficult. It's definitely a long arms, long legs kind of submission. It's really cool, though. It's a really interesting. Ben Eddy finished most of his opponents at the last EBI like quintet with that particular move. Can somebody toss a link in the in the chat or something like that? I've got to check this out. This guillotine is my thing. I when I when I was a white belt, I made a commitment. I was like, okay, you know, like it's not very popular, but this is my fucking move, and people are not going to enjoy training with me because it sucks training. Guillotine. <laughs> people are not going to enjoy. I thought your uh, I thought your move was the Imanari roll, coach. That's what that's what I thought it was. <laughs> oh, that's the move we don't talk about anymore. Oh. Um, so it's your your guillotine is really damn strong. <laughs> it it's a it's a sub that I really enjoy, and it's one of those though that long arm and short arm people can pull off, but there has to be modifications on both ends. It's but it's it's still one of my favorites. Oh, man, that's so true. I was literally just chatting about this the other day because you and I are on the opposite spectrum of things. I have freakishly like right. long arms and legs like uncomfortably long and I literally have to modify moves because there's too much space because my arms are too long <laughs> it doesn't make sense oh somebody threw it in there you go Woo-woo. scoop yeah 
I totally thought you were making up wow. a word. Listen, I'll show you in the gym next time we roll, okay? You can catch these hands. No, no. <laughs> keep that stuff away from me. They, uh, So I think the 10P Scottsdale that put on the the seminar a couple of weeks ago just announced uh, Martinez Brothers seminar. Ooh, that's exciting. Yes, I've never gotten to... Uh, to see uh, either one, and I would really enjoy that. I watch them a lot as a white There's boy. also an Eddie Bravo seminar next, not uh, April 8th. So if y'all were interested, it's 10th Planet Phoenix. So I don't know what y'all are doing on April 8th, but there's a 10th Planet Phoenix Eddie Bravo seminar going on. Yeah, I'd love to see Eddie. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that the, that the invitation is coming back, but I'd also love to see him come back with another EBI. Here in El Paso. Yes, it looks like they're planning on it from the scuttlebutt that I've heard. So fingers crossed. I know that the they've been enjoying doing some of the ones in Mexico, though, because they've had a lot of really cool athletes come out of Mexico that have been on the card. So pretty, pretty exciting to see that they're doing both in Mexico and in the U.S. Yeah, they've definitely been been out that way a lot. Mark, you brought up such a cool point, And I'm like, we got to write this down for another topic for a potential podcast in the future. But I think the reason that jujitsu is spreading as much as it is as well is because it's so open to just about every single body type. Like, I love that you mentioned the long arm versus short arm and how the guillotine works for both. Um, Because I think of the many martial arts I've tried, jujitsu is the only one that can literally work for any body type. So we got to write that down as a potential topic for next time. That would be a great one. I'm constantly thinking about it. I'm constantly mentioning it when I when during my instruction. Gary Tonin in Scottsdale showed a really cool detail. And he had said, he's like, this is for shorter arm guys that have trouble reaching the heel from Honey Hole. And that's great. I love those short arm details, you know, because when I watch Gordon Ryan or Craig Jones, I don't get those details. So, you know, for any of you guys who are who are, you know, that's another oversaturation is there there's an oversaturation of jujitsu technique online moves and videos and my advice to all of the white and blue belts that i've ever talked to has been find somebody that fits your body type and watch those videos all the random shit that comes across your feed and your reels yeah it's cool but you know find somebody that matches your body type that has your style or personality of of play and follow those guys oh man that's so huge and i i love that thank you coach again always been such like intense words of wisdom when i first started my jujitsu journey i have always been awkwardly weirdly short but still lanky it doesn't make any sense i don't know who made me they just picked random things out of a box and said here's a person (laughs) but when i first started my jujitsu journey i was actually training up close to austin and i had this really sweet coach who was a purple belt and he was a wrestler. He was a catch wrestler. Super amazing guy. The only issue was he and I had such opposite styles and he was very comfortable teaching his style because he was a bigger man, right? Um, much like bigger frame, bigger build and a wrestler. And I didn't realize like why I wasn't feeling successful in that gym. And I was like, I don't understand. And I realized later it's because I do not have a big boy game. Clearly, I'm, I walk at 110. Um, and so I think that's such a great point of just understanding how to play to your body type as opposed to seeing what people are doing that's successful, but that may not be what fits what your body can do. 
in the last you know few months, Professor Spencer and I have had a lot of conversations about curriculum, and that is one of the huge things that always pops up is if we lay down a concrete curriculum, it always has to be flexible to allow for body types and playing styles. And John Danaher said that the two things that impact your game the most is your body type and your personality. So you teach the same person the same move, but if they have two drastically different body types and two different personalities, then they're going to use that same move in very different ways. Man, John Danaher is so smart. And he's exactly right. Like, I, I love that. And I think one of the great benefits of me traveling to as many tournaments and seeing as many athletes as I do is I'm starting to see these different personalities kind of blossom. And I like to categorize people sometimes, which is so terrible. But like, I see the people that are hyper aggressive, like they start and they are headhunting immediately. They're looking for heels. That's the sub only type of person who is like, listen, I do not play by points. I might give up wonky positions because I want to get these submissions. And then you have the people like, I kind of categorize myself as an in-betweener, where depending on who I'm rolling with, I'm either going to be headhunting or I'm going to be playing it safe and kind of like a defensive, like let them make a move and then go from there. And then you have the people that are just really flowy and they're like, I'm going to let my opponent do what they're going to want to do. And then I'm going to play off of the mistakes they make. Um, and it's really cool to see that. And, and you see it in like higher levels, too. And I don't think that any of these personalities necessarily have more of a success rate over any other else, anything else. And I, th I don't know. I think it's really interesting to see the way that people utilize the same move. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You take one move and like a Kimura or like a triangle, but, you know, we're all going to use it differently based on our body type, based on our personality or our, or our style of play. But yeah, I, I don't think there's any one that dominates the other. And that's why the game is so interesting is because you don't have to be hyper aggressive. Like in wrestling, you do. There's you there's no other way but to be hyper aggressive in wrestling. Um, and I guess there's defensive wrestlers, but that's just an aggressive sport. Jackie had a good conversation with Liv uh, when her and Rich were down here. And Liv had said, what was it, babe, that... Uh, she characterized like the kids by animal styles. So like, it was like you had a panda, right? And those are the, the people that like to lay on their back and kind of invite people in to, uh, you know, they're not aggressive. If I had to give Katie's Kate style an animal, it'd definitely be a snake. That's not the first time I've heard uh, that. We got, when I first started Scoop and I would always laugh about me being a little shimmy snake because I'm just everywhere. Yep. <laughs> yep. Super snaky. I don't know what Scoop would be. He'd definitely be something something interesting, too, though. Rob, your nickname is Bear, isn't it? Yeah, Spencer calls me Kuma. Kuma, yeah. Uh, do you think that fits your personality or play style? Yeah, I just like to smash and pass and use all my weight on my, on my opponents. Can confirm. <laughs> Rob is such a map bully. Every time we roll, he just plays on me. That's it. Every time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... Katie can uh, rear naked choke me pretty, pretty good. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I definitely uh, use the fact that I'm small and cute to my advantage. Like, oh no, how'd I get to your back? Now you're passed out. Uh, Elizabeth uh, and Drew, if, what do you think your animal's uh, characteristics or like spirit at jujitsu animal would be? Man, I'm going to have to think about that one. 
and get back to you, right? I'm going to, next time I go roll, I'm going to be thinking about what type of animal I am. And I'm going to come back and report to you all what I found out. <laughs> Scoob says that he imagines himself as an octopus, and I concur. If Scoob is in the gi, it's like there's eight limbs and they're all attacking me. <laughs> they're all attacking me. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know what, I don't know if I had an, have an animal in mind. When Rich and I were rolling, he would call me the Great Wall. I think that I think that defines it pretty well, but it's not very interesting as far as animals go. It's awesome. I've had a great conversation with you guys. Katie, I'm so glad you were able to jump on. Elizabeth and Rob, thank you guys for joining the conversation. Do you guys have any like comments, anything you guys wanted to bring up before we wrap? I'm in no hurry, uh, but we're right about at an hour. So, uh, yeah, let me know, guys. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. Yes, thank you, Elizabeth and Drew. These guys, uh, Robert, if you guys don't know, they visited us last open map. They were in town for the baton, uh, for the baton, baton death march, and uh, visited for open map. Jumped on the podcast, so we really appreciate that, guys. Oh man, you went to open map and ended the baton death march. You guys are beasts. <laughs> Um, I give all the credit to my husband. He did the march. I was just cheering him on. But uh, maybe next year. We're thinking maybe we'll make it a yearly thing. Might have to go check you guys out again. I love it. Rock and roll. (laughs) Yeah. Anytime you're in town, definitely feel free to visit us. Katie, we finally got you going. So happy to have you back. Same goes to you guys are ever in Austin. Let us know. We'll show you around. We will take you up on that because it's definitely on our list, high on our list of places we want to go. Yes, for sure. And I am up in that area really frequently. So I will definitely be in touch with y'all. I really appreciate um, how kind you guys have been. You're absolutely both super stellar individuals. Loved our roles. Um, I, I got to do photos of some of the people from y'all's gyms the last time we did JFI was out there. And so that was super cool, too. Like, what a teeny tiny little world. Um and so I'm excited. Thank you guys again for hopping on here. I super appreciate it. Thank you once again. Katie, I'll see you next week. Maybe we'll hit that body types topic. Or we'll see what we're going to hit for next week's topic. But thank you guys so much for jumping on. Love you guys all. See all right. You good soon. night, y'all. Have a good one. <laughs>